Hello and happy Lent. This is New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 119, verses 49 through 72. Remember your promise to your servant, for which you made me wait. My comfort during my suffering is this. Your word gives me new life. The arrogant make fun of me to no end, but I haven't deviated from your instruction. When I remember your ancient rules, I'm comforted, Lord. But I'm seized with anger because of the wicked, because of those who abandon your instruction. Your statutes have been my songs of praise wherever I lived as an immigrant. Lord, I remember your name at nighttime, and I keep your instruction. This has been my practice because I guard your precepts. The Lord is my possession. I promise to do what you have said. I've sought your favor with all my heart. Have mercy on me according to your word. I've considered my ways and turned my feet back to your laws. I hurry to keep your commandments. I never put it off. Though the wicked have surrounded me with their ropes, I haven't forgotten your instruction. I get up in the middle of the night to give thanks to you because of your righteous rules. I'm a friend to everyone who honors you and to all who keep your precepts. Lord, the world is full of your faithful love. Teach me your statutes. You have treated me, you have treated your servant well. Lord, according to your promise, teach me knowledge and good judgment because I've put my trust in your commandments. Before I suffered, I took the wrong way. But now I do what you say. You are good and you do good. Teach me your statutes. The arrogant cover me with their lies, but I guard your precepts with all my heart. Their hearts are unfeeling like blubber, but I rejoice in your instruction. My suffering was good for me, because through it I learned your statutes. The instructions you've given to me is better than thousands of pieces of gold and silver. Today's Old Testament reading comes out of the book of Genesis, chapter 37, verses 25 through 36. When they sat down to eat, they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead, with camels carrying sweet resin, medicinal resin, and fragrant resin on their way down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, What do we gain if we kill our brother and hide his blood? Come on, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites. Let's not harm him because he's our brother, he's family. His brothers agreed. When some Midianite traders passed by, they pulled Joseph up out of the cistern, they sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver, and they brought Joseph to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the cistern and found that Joseph wasn't in it, he tore his clothes. Then he returned to his brothers and said, The boy's gone, and I, where can I go now? His brothers took Joseph's robe, slaughtered a male goat, and dipped the robe in the blood. They took the long robe, brought it to their father, and said, We found this. See if it's your son's robe or not. He recognized it and said, It's my son's robe. A wild animal has devoured him. Joseph must have been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put a simple mourning cloth around his waist, and mourned for his son for many days. All of his sons and daughters got up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted, telling them, I'll go to my grave mourning for my son. And Joseph's father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites had sold Joseph to the Egyptians, to Potiphar, Pharaoh's chief officer, commander of the royal guard.
The epistle reading for today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1-13. through 13. When I came to you, brothers and sisters, I didn't come preaching God's secrets to you like I was an expert in speech or wisdom. I had made up my mind not to think about anything while I was with you except Jesus Christ, and to preach him as crucified. I stood in front of you with weakness, fear, and a lot of shaking. My message and my preaching weren't presented with convincing wise words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit and of power. I did this so that your faith might not depend on the wisdom of people, but on the power of God. What we say is wisdom to people who are mature. It isn't a wisdom that comes from the present day or from today's leaders who are being reduced to nothing. We talk about God's wisdom, which has been hidden as a secret. God determined this wisdom in advance, before time began, for our glory. It is a wisdom that none of the present-day rulers have understood, because if they did understand it, they would never have crucified the Lord of glory. But this is precisely what was written. God has prepared things for those who love him, that no eye has seen or ear has heard, or that haven't crossed the mind of any human being. God has revealed these things to us through the Spirit. The Spirit searches everything, including the depths of God. Who knows a person's depths except their own spirit that lives in them? In the same way, no one has known the depths of God except God's Spirit. We haven't received the world's Spirit, but God's Spirit, so that we can know the things given to us by God. These are the things we are talking about, not with words taught by human wisdom, but with the words taught by the Spirit. We are interpreting spiritual things to spiritual people. The Gospel reading is Mark 1, verses 29 through 45. After leaving the synagogue, Jesus, James, and John went home with Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed, sick with a fever, and they told Jesus about her at once. He went to her, took her by the hand, and raised her up. The fever left her, and she served them. That evening, at sunset, people brought to Jesus those who were sick or demon-possessed. The whole town gathered near the door. He healed many who were sick with all kinds of diseases, and he threw out many demons, but he didn't let the demons speak because they recognized him. Early in the morning, well before sunrise, Jesus rose and went to a deserted place where he could be alone in prayer. Simon and those with him tracked him down. When they found him, they told him, Everyone's looking for you. He replied, Let's head in the other direction, to the nearby villages, so that I can preach there too. That's why I've come. He traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and throwing out demons. A man with a skin disease approached Jesus, fell to his knees, and begged, If you want, you can make me clean. Incensed, Jesus reached out his hand, touched him, and said, I do want to be clean. Instantly, the skin disease left him, and he was clean. Sternly, Jesus sent him away, saying, Don't say anything to anyone. Instead, go and show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifice for your cleansing that Moses commanded. This will be a testimony to them. Instead, he went out and started talking freely and spreading the news so that Jesus wasn't able to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, but people came to him from everywhere.
Jesus Christ, I think upon your sacrifice. You came from nothing, poured out to death. Many times I've wondered at your gift of life, and I'm in that place once again. I'm in that place once again. And once again, I look upon the cross where you died. I'm humbled by your mercy, and I'm broken inside. Once again, I thank you. Once again, I pour out my life. Now you are exalted in the highest place, King of the heavens, where one day I'll bow. But for now, I'm saving grace and I'm full of praise once again I'm full of praise once again once again I look upon the cross where you die I'm humbled by your mercy and I'm broken inside and once again I thank you once again I pour out my life once again I look upon the cross where you die I'm humbled by your mercy and I'm broken inside and once again I thank you once again I pour out my life so once again I thank you once again I pour out my life The Apostles' Creed is a statement of Christian faith that has been handed down in Western Christianity for well over 1,500 years. While shorter than the Nicene Creed, it beautifully summarizes the core tenets of Christianity about the triune God and the people of God called the Church. It faithfully hands down through the ages the beliefs given to the Church by the first Apostles of Jesus Christ, generation to generation. Now, let's recite that faith handed down so beautifully together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. 
he descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit, wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace, and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. Lord, during this season of Lent, give us the will to take up our cross and follow after your Son, Jesus Christ, in living a cruciform life. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these words out of Psalm 49. Why should I be afraid in times of trouble, when the wrongdoing of my bullies engulf me, those people who trust in their fortunes and boast of their fantastic wealth? Wealth? It can't save a single person. It can't pay a life's ransom price to God. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's hymn was once again performed by Ryan Gage and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. 
All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Chelsea Pearsall. And today's gospel reading was by Scott Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.